Hey everyone, and welcome to the Random Wellness Podcast with Nicole Van Quatham. This podcast shares helpful tips, real stories, and honest conversations about holistic nutrition, natural living, movement, and everything in between to help you uplevel your health, life, and mindset. The goal of this podcast is to help individuals realize that with simple changes, they too can live a happier, healthier, and more balanced life. I'm your host, Nicole Van Quatham, holistic nutritionist and owner of Simply Nick Nutrition. Thanks for tuning in, and I hope you enjoy this episode. I am so excited to introduce Avery Hall, certified personal trainer for this episode. Avery is just such a ball of energy, and we had so many good laughs during this. She keeps it honestly just very real and doesn't hold anything back, which I really appreciate. We talked about her journey to becoming a personal trainer, um, her experience in dance, body image, and then we got, got into some fun things too, like her morning routine and what that entails and practicing self-care. So take a listen, let me know what you think, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, everyone. I'm here with Avery Hall, certified personal trainer, and I'm so excited to talk to her. Well, we've already been talking for probably like an hour. Literally, uh, I feel like I've been here forever. <laughs> In the best way, though. In the best way. Um, so hopefully we still have something to talk about. Uh, Honestly, but, I'm losing my voice already. Yeah, there you go. We have our coffee, mm-hmm. so we're good to go. Hopefully, you know, we have enough water to stay hydrated. Yeah, it's like, yeah we like, only have coffee here. <laughs> Um, So if you want to introduce yourself, how you got to where you are today, and what you're doing now, that would be great. Holy smokes. Okay. That's all. Um, Yeah, like, give me my entire life story. Yes. Go. Now. (laughs) Um, How did I get into this world? Well, I've been, I'm a dancer, so I basically, the way I got into, like, the movement world is through dance. I've basically been dancing, like, since I could. Yeah, so I feel like that... Like, I don't even remember a day where, I don't remember the beginning of my movement journey, if that makes sense. Because yeah. I was so young that it's, like, movement and moving my body has always been a part of my life. Um, in terms of, like, in the gym, my whole family has always been the people to, like, go to the gym every day and always working out. So it's always, fitness and movement has always been, like, a part of my life. Um, and it, it has meant different things to me at different times in my life. Uh, so like earlier on, I, I would say that I had more of like a toxic relationship with movement and with exercise. Uh, it definitely didn't feel as like free flowing as it does now. Whereas now, like every single day I wake up and I'm like super excited, to, whether it's like I'm working out or like I'm going to yoga or I'm going to dance, I genuinely look forward to it. So I feel like that to tie that into like mind moves, I feel like that is the inspiration behind it is that I've been through a whole journey of like learning what exercise and movement means to me and like how to include that in my life without like pressure and judgment and like all those things that I feel like everyone kind of struggles with and I still do but I just think because it's been a part of my entire life and such a big part of it I want to share that with others and I want to I think a a big part of what we're still missing in the movement community and the fitness community is an emphasis on just fun Yes. Like, can we first just learn how everyone individually enjoys moving their body? And it doesn't need to be like lifting weights or hot yoga or like anything trendy. Like, and that is what I want to do in my space and in my gym. So like, yes, we have the equipment and the weights and all those things, but we also have like fun things like balls and ropes and like all of the toys. And so what I, like my main focus with my clients and what I want it to be is let's get you in the gym and like help you find a, a training style and a movement style that you actually enjoy. That's basically. Amazing. Does that answer your question? I oh, feel like for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I love that because I feel like too with social media, which I'm sure we'll touch on throughout we this pod. Definitely. Right. <laughs> we will. But um, there's so many trends out there, and I'm not saying like hot yoga is a trend is bad. Like hot yoga, some people no, it's love amazing, it, right? But it is a trend. Totally. Yeah. So like people think that they have to fit into these silos. Yeah. To be considered fit or be in that fitness world. So maybe it's doing high intensity training only or weightlifting only like CrossFit or like running. I feel like CrossFit and hot yoga, like, yeah, just everything we see on social media 
And I know like we can have this conversation about literally anything, the impact right. of social media yes. on any part of our lives. Totally. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just agree with that and what you're saying. Yeah. And I, I just love that you recognize that yeah. with your clients and are trying to yeah. find something that actually works for them. Yeah. Not forcing them into like, okay, like I'm really into high intensity training, so you have to do it too. Yes, exactly. And I do love hit. Okay. <laughs> and I do do hit a lot. Same. But yeah, and like when I'm in the gym with a client, like it's not about me. It's not about what I like. And I want to use like my experience to help them. So maybe it's like, oh, here's what has worked for me in certain times. But also throughout my entire life so far, I feel like I've covered almost every form of exercise one could do because I went through such an intense phase of allowing other people to dictate what my movement is going to look like. Okay. So I feel like I went through all of that. So now I've done the work to the point where I have, I know what I enjoy and I know like the balance that I like. So that is where I can kind of help others now because I am like less so struggling with it. So now I meet people wherever they are. And also movement is such a vulnerable thing. Yes. So to add on, so we take someone who literally like doesn't even know how to move their body and it feels so weird. And like even like feeling sweaty feels weird to them. Yeah. And then you tack on like pressure from social media about how you should be moving that's too much. And oh, then it's also not sustainable. True. Like yeah. I'm someone that has always been active growing up. Yeah. I played like hockey and okay. basketball and was okay. into, into track. So I like sport. Okay. I yeah. never got into the sports. See, I feel like cause I was always a dancer that I have it in my mind. I just never like tr- tipped my toe into like other sports. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. But like, it's the same idea, right? Like we grew up like moving our bodies and exactly and being active and you have that awareness totally but even now like I am not a fitness expert by any means so I go to like a local gym yeah and I go in there and sometimes I'm like I don't know what the fuck I'm doing oh my (laughs) god you know what I mean I'm like this is but no but I even still have those (laughs) days where I go to the gym without a plan and that's something that like that's a, now it's a non-negotiable for me but I need to go into the gym with a plan because if I walk in I'm literally like I have absolutely no clue. And also, it's a mindset thing. Yes. I want to know what I'm in for so that I can start hyping myself up before. <laughs> no, like, I'm literally, like, my morning routine, bef- like, I'll have my coffee, and then I, I literally start playing my workout playlist while I'm still in my pajamas. Nice. So the whole, like, changing into my leggings and everything, like, that is a whole thing. And then by the time I'm in my car, I am so pumped up <laughs> that, like, people who see me, I'm, like, dancing in my car. I'm also the type of person to, like, sing in the car and stuff, too. Perfect. So I, like, already, on a day-to-day basis, like, on my way here, I was, like, belting out. Yes. Like, and I'm a musical person, so it's, like, it's really, really intense. Windows down, like, musical soundtracks playing, like, jamming out. So yeah. it starts, like, for me, my workout starts literally, like, in my pajamas in my bedroom. Mentally. Totally. And then by the time I'm there and I'm, like, on the treadmill or whatever, warming up, like, I'm so hyped up. But, like, that's yeah. interesting for you to point out. As someone who actually is, like, a personal trainer and, like, mm-hmm. has experience with various types of movement, like, you yeah. even have days where you're, like, totally. I don't really know what I'm doing and yeah. that's totally fine. Like, just like myself, like, I've, I've had a personal trainer in the past. Mm-hmm. I've done various forms of movement and yeah. sports and sometimes I go in the gym and I'm like um I'm either not into it today or I'm totally. just like so I just I can't even imagine how intimidating it could be for someone who's never had those experiences yeah. in the past yeah. like yeah and I think it's something that I've taken for granted like yes I've struggled with my relationship to exercise but I think I've also unconsciously taken for granted the fact that I've always been moving my body and therefore I already have that strong foundation of like bodily awareness and especially in dance right because there's a huge emphasis on just awareness of your body and awareness of like engaging every teensy tiny little muscle and because I've been doing this my entire life and I've been in the gym like since I can remember like I was just actually talking with my dad we neither of us can remember like our first time in a gym like I can't remember a time where I was, like, uncomfortable in a gym. Like, I just don't remember it because that's how young I started. Interesting. Yeah, so, and I feel like I am so lucky to have had that and to have that history and that foundation because I'm even more comfortable and I feel like it just, like, like, jumped me forward in my, like, fitness journey, I guess, because I already had that bodily awareness. So, yeah, it is, it's so interesting to, like, work with clients and to just, I feel like it gives me a more of an appreciation for, where I am now because I'm seeing these people who like aren't as aware and aren't as comfortable moving their bodies and I'm like right 
wow, I'm so lucky to have this relationship with my body and to have this relationship with movement and to know what I'm doing and to just be comfortable with it because that is a journey in itself. Wow. Yeah. That's so, how was Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that came from. (laughs) Oh my gosh. That's beautiful. Thank you. So what, like, when was that transition when obviously you've always been passionate about movement and fitness, but like, when did you go like, okay, like, I want to do this and I want to start a business. (laughs) I feel like that's, well, okay. I mean, I've always known that this is what I like a want to do, but B feel called to do. It's a really strong and like almost weird feeling that I I've always really felt that I didn't really have a choice. Like I knew that I, I was going to be someone who was in the movement world in some way so I never really knew how that was going to like manifest itself like there were times where I was like yes I'm going to be a professional dancer and like do that and there were times where I was like yes personal training and I was like I don't know but I always knew that this was like it's a huge passion of mine like the highlight of my day every single day is going to the gym and I'm not even joking like that's what gets me out of bed and I literally, like, I'm the person smiling on the treadmill. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> like, I genuinely, and it's, like, I even think it sounds weird coming out of my mouth. But, and I feel like also because of, like, the journey that I've had, where there have been, there were seasons in my, in my life where I didn't enjoy it because I was forcing it. Okay. Because I was going to the gym because I, I felt that I needed my body to look a certain way. Okay. But now that I'm at the point in my journey where I literally just move my body because it makes me feel like a badass. And I fucking love that. And, like, feeling stronger and, like, seeing my muscle definition. And, like, I, I feel my sexiest and my most beautiful when I'm in the gym. Like, dripping with sweat. Love that. So, it's, like, it's a highlight of my day. So, I always knew that it was going to be a part of my life. And then, yeah. Well, that's basically it. Like, it kind of, yeah. So, I met Allie from okay. Body Positive Wellness. Yeah. We've known each other for a while. And she knew, like, what I wanted to do when I was getting, like, certifications and stuff and really kind of, like, trying to gain some momentum. Right. Um, and she just randomly texted me. She was like, hey, I want to bring someone into my space and I want to you. And I was like, hey, okay. And then basically, because that was kind of, like, the limiting factor, right? I couldn't really do... I couldn't start a business or anything because I didn't have space. Right. And I never wanted to work for like a big box gym because I want control over my messaging. For sure. I never wanted, even to just gain experience, I never wanted to work for a big box gym because I never want my name to be associated with that gym and their messaging. I always wanted total control over that. That's so important to me. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. No, seriously. So it like, it makes it a little bit harder to like, gain experience because if you're at a big box gym like they kind of just get clients for you I guess yeah I think that's yeah but I I I didn't I always knew that I never wanted that because it's so important the mindset and like just the energy of the space and Allie's the way she sets up her spaces I mean have you seen it I have yeah so you know we got the crystals the diffuser yeah. like the quotes like and oh so and I had seen her space and like I, I already knew her when she texted me and I right. just it was you know those moments it's like a full body feeling and you just know. Oh yeah. It's like, it's almost, it's like an out of body experience. Like I kind of don't even remember the moment. And then we met for coffee. Just to just talk about it. I literally just blacked out. It wasn't even Avery anymore. It was honestly, it was like that. And it was so powerful. And I remember, so I like met her for coffee and we like talked a little bit about it. And like, obviously I went through like the logistics of, of it. Like, can I realistically like make this happen? And then once I realized, oh heck yes. Oh man. So then we met for coffee and we talked about it and it was like, it was kind of weird because we just kind of like, our conversation dwindled and we were like, so, okay. <laughs> we're gonna, and I was like, I'm gonna do it. And I told my parents and I'm like, I don't usually cry in front of people. And I started crying with my mom and she hugged me and it was just like, so it's just, it's always, I, and I always kind of knew that this was coming. And I just, I think it just, I didn't expect it to be when it happened. I didn't yeah. expect it to be now and it is now. And I'm so happy and excited. And Allie, and I know Allie, not as well as you, but just being in the London, you know, business community. Yes, we're all very connected. Totally. amazing. And she is just an amazing person for you to be connected with, like, from my opinion. So, like, I can only imagine how amazing the space is with you two together. She gives me chills. Yeah. She does. Yeah. Oh, I can't even imagine. You two together is like a powerhouse. I love that. That's what we call it. Yeah. Yeah. We call each other, I call her my purpose partner. Oh my gosh. Yeah, because we're just, we're, we each have our summer business, but, and, and we also talked about that too, the fact that we're basically competitors. Yeah. <laughs> because we offer 
that very, very, we basically offer the same thing. Yeah. And we're very similar people. Like, we're basically the same person. Yeah. And when it comes to, like, our values and our perspectives around movement, they're, like, very much aligned. Definitely. Um, so, yeah, we definitely had a little conversation about that, about how we're gonna, really, it's gonna challenge our egos at times. Yeah. When she's in the space with, like, 18,000 clients or whatever, you know what I mean? And yeah. I'm like, ah! Or vice versa. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's gonna be difficult, and I think that's also beautiful. I was gonna say the first step is recognizing that. Yes, like totally. you guys, it's not like you guys just went in like not even saying that to each other. It's like yeah. you've already had the conversation and be like, this, you know, like yeah, we're like aware it, that this could happen and yeah. we're just gonna have to work through it. Yeah, and I we both think that it A, we're so grateful to just know each other and to be able to to work together in this space mm-hmm. and to make impact together yeah. and to just learn from each other. Kidding. <laughs> um, we can move on because okay. one thing that you pointed out was your relationship with your body Mm -hmm. um and how now you actually feel your most sexy and beautiful in the gym so can you talk about like if you're open to it your Mm -hmm. experience with accepting your body and loving it and I know it's probably always a journey like it's not like it just absolutely not like oh yeah today I just love my body and I'm going to love it every day for the rest of my life it's like I'm sure there's days where you're like you know I still do but like totally you know and I I think a, it's like that for everyone and I think it's also sad like t- the, the thought that anyone out there is thinking that like body love or whatever like it's such a buzzword now it is yeah like it makes me sad to think that like people think that to achieve body love they have to always feel so confident and yeah. love themselves completely like that's so like couldn't be further from the truth yeah yeah so okay so a little bit about my journey holy smokes okay so started as a dancer, super young. I was never like bigger, but I feel like maybe that's how I saw myself. But okay. I was also never skinny. I was just like average, and I am like an average body size, whatever right. that means, though, right? Like yeah, I yeah. Don't know what that means, but like if you're <laughs> being, like if, if we were to like line everyone up on a scale, like right. right, I'm like somewhere in the middle. Um, yeah, and so early on, I don't even remember. Like I don't know how. I feel like just with social media and society and culture, right? Like it's so easy to pick up negative body image and all of these like various like perceptions of how we should look and stuff like that. So slowly all of these thoughts accumulated in my mind. And like at the age of 13, I started like hardcore restricting my food. Okay. Super, super hardcore. Lost a ton of weight, lost my period. So we went to the doctor for that. Um, Yeah. And then after that huge phase of restriction, as, like, I feel like this is such a natural thing to happen, okay. I then started binging, because okay. I'd been restricting for so long, then gained a ton of weight, and then just felt awful, because I wasn't feeling my body well, I wasn't working out, because I didn't feel confident, and I felt, like, holy smokes, um, so that was, like, into high school, and then high school is basically, like, yo-yo dieting, literally trying so many different diets, yeah. I remember there was, like, a few weeks where I would honestly just bring like a Ziploc bag full of like raw celery and raw broccoli and then like a can of like tuna and water and that was my meal that's disgusting <laughs> who likes that <laughs> mm, I got some raw veggies yeah and tuna today and then people would comment like my whole life though like I, our, my family eats very healthy okay. so like my whole life I've always been teased like oh you're so healthy I feel that also at the time was a negative thing for me to be hearing because it was like, I don't know, it was enforcing what I was thinking. Yeah. And I, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? So I was always kind of teased for how I ate. So then when people continued to comment on like my bags of raw broccoli, I never, it wasn't a red flag because I was always hearing how healthy I was. And I was like, okay, yeah, like this is me. It's like fits my identity. Yeah. And then I just like tried to convince myself that I enjoy bags of raw broccoli. Of course. (laughs) Right? So at the moment I'm like, yes. This is good. Mm, mm, yummy. Raw celery. Yeah. <laughs> and tuna. <laughs> Even better when I dip my celery in my tuna. <laughs> Make a celery sandwich. And they were like massive bags too. Like, they were like, you know the sandwich bags? Yeah, yeah. I like crammed them full and I would eat the whole Staying thing. Stay hydrated. I know. <laughs> which I guess. <laughs> so there were, there were like bonuses to that. Um, so yeah, basically high school is like yo-yo dieting and I've always been very, very self-aware. So like a part of me always knew that it was not healthy and that I had shit to work on. Right. And then I just reached a point where I was sick of it and I was like, you know what? Like this is, 
not fun. Yeah. I want to eat things more than raw broccoli and like actually be able to enjoy it. Cause that yeah. was like for a foreign concept to me, like the, the thought of like eating pizza and actually enjoying it, but then not feeling guilty. going into like a binge and yeah, not feeling guilty. Right. Like I didn't yeah. even really know how to do that. Yeah. Um, so I basically hopped into therapy, freaking loved therapy. Good that was you. awesome. Um, and then the healing, the healing process began and I've just been working on it like my whole life I yeah. feel like as people do right it's just it's a constant journey yeah and here I am now and I feel like just gaining self-awareness learning to vocalize it that was a big thing because as everyone knows when things are internalized they seem like a huge 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 deal yes. not that it wasn't yeah but it was it just felt more manageable when I said it out loud and I could like see my words and then I I journal every single day but I didn't always do that okay so when I started journaling every day just seeing it seeing the words and like seeing the things that I was saying outside of me or like hearing my therapist or my friends or my family like repeat things back to me just made it seem more a tangible it made it yeah. real and it made my struggles real which is so important but also just made it more made it feel more manageable Okay. Yeah, and here we are. And here we are. Rocking it. Rocking it. Rocking it. <laughs> um, and if you're open to sharing, because I think there's just a lot of stigma around therapy. Yes. Um, how was that experience for you? Like mm. being like, okay, I'm gonna go see a therapist, yeah. and then now you're at the point where clearly you talk about it openly. Yeah. So was that always that easy for you, or what was that journey like? Definitely not. Well, I think. A big part of it for me was just that I was nervous. Yeah. Um, and especially for the first time, because A, it was my first time in therapy. I'm and like, what is she going to ask yeah, me? What is it going to be weird? Totally. I had this, like, image of seeing, like, therapy sessions in movies and stuff. And I'm like, <laughs> is it going to be like that? Like, is she gonna, am I going to be lying on a couch? I didn't know. And I was like, I'm a very sweaty person. Everybody, <laughs> I feel like everyone knows this. I honestly think I say this too much that I'm a sweaty person. But I was sweating a lot. I was yeah. sweating a lot. Yeah. I'm a sweaty person. It's fine. <laughs> so, yeah, I was... I was nervous, understandably, and I think I didn't, I didn't feel that stigma as much as maybe some people do, or, I mean, we know that people do, yeah. right, because we wouldn't, there wouldn't be such a conversation around the stigma if people didn't Absolutely. feel this way, uh, because I, I've always been good at, at sort of being my own person, kind of, and, yeah. and not really, like, allowing societal stigmas to, like, seep into me that much, Okay. so I, I was aware of it, uh, but I didn't, I didn't feel shame or anything. I actually just felt like really happy. Amazing. Yeah, because I was just excited to like get through this shit and get to a point where I could eat all the pizza. Yes. Without actually like binging on all the pizza. You yeah. know what I mean? Or restricting. Like I was just excited. I was like, there's a whole life. There's literally like the whole world waiting for me to just work through this shit. And then I did. So I never, I just really just felt I'm a little nervous to share things, but yeah. I never felt the stigma that okay. strongly. Good for yeah. you, though. Yeah. I think that's so beautiful. Thank like, you. That sounds Thank you. like you just had an amazing experience with therapy. Yeah. So everyone who's yeah. listening, like, and yeah. you're, like, on the edge, or maybe you're not sure, like, I think it's good to just try and see if it is something Honestly, that works for you. Yeah, and to have that allotted time where I can just talk about me. Yeah. Because I love listening to people, and yes. that is how I show love, like, we're talking about love languages and things, like, yeah. how I give love is by listening, right. and I feel like I, in a lot of my friendships and relationships, am the one asking the questions, because A, I'm just genuinely curious, like, I love talking to people, right. I could literally, if, like, honestly, this right yeah. now, if we didn't, if this was all life was, I would be so happy, maybe throw in a workout or two, yeah. but, like, that's genuinely, like, it lights me up so much, but I listen a lot. And okay. I don't, so I don't always share as much as maybe like my friends do when we go out yeah. because I'm the one asking questions because I just love hearing about things. So it was so nice to have, literally just pay someone to just talk about me. Yeah. And I loved that. And someone who doesn't know you, I feel like it's helpful too a because, party. Yeah. I mean, of course it's amazing to talk to friends yeah. and family and significant others, yeah. um, but I find you know, they, they know you, they know your personality, and... And you have to see them every day. Exactly. It was nice, I just pop in for an hour, hey, see you next week, or, like, in two weeks. I don't see my therapist anywhere else. Yeah. That was really nice. Okay. Yeah. That's a yeah. good point. Yeah, and I think people maybe underestimate that. 
having a, a third party that you literally only see to talk about your shit and to work through your shit and to just talk about you. Yeah. And you don't have to see them any other time. Yeah. Yeah. And not like it's a burden on like your friends and family. No, and not at all. Like, I mean, it comes to a point where like, if you're dealing with like a lot of shit, like that can be really mentally exhausting yeah on them and can impact your relationship yeah. it's, it's yeah. one thing to be like oh you're meeting up with a friend and you're like oh you know had a bad week and this happened yeah. but if it's like really heavy stuff that you're like constantly putting on them yeah. like that's also something to recognize too yes like, I think um, I think so too yeah and I I think when talking with friends if you want to also like bear some of their loads. Like that is yes. how relationships, friendships work. Yeah. You want it to be kind of 50-50. Like the thing that was nice about therapy is that I can just unload everything yeah. to my therapist and I don't even have to ask how her day's going. Yeah. Like that's, it was a, it was a certain like relief. It was also weird at first. Yeah. Though. You're like, and how's your day? Like, yeah. How's your dog? <laughs> right. Like it was weird that I didn't really know anything about my therapist. But yeah. Once I kind of just accepted that, I just, it was so nice yeah. to only have to talk about me. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's what I'm paying it for. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, so one thing I want to talk about too, you've talked a lot about your journey with body positivity mm -hmm. and self-love. Yeah. How do you incorporate that into your business when you're working with clients? And what's like, mm -hmm. do you see it as an, something not that's an issue with your clients, but something that does come up um, mm. often when working with people in the, the wellness space. I think just the main thing that I notice is just discomfort. Okay. Um, or vulnerability. Yeah. And I think, A, that's because maybe the, they don't feel that comfortable in their bodies. Um, and B, they are not used to moving their bodies. Yes. And that is such a vulnerable space to be in. Um, so... What I try to do is just, A, like, be myself, because that that is what, like, that, this is, like, the business is me, and, like, I, yes. I, I started my business because of everything, basically, I just told you, right? Yeah. And I feel like if I can share that with my clients and with the world, then when they come into my space, they know where I'm coming from. Yes. And therefore, hopefully, that's, the intention is that they will feel a little more comfortable uh, to struggle and to feel uncomfortable because okay. we're lying to ourselves if we think that we're not going to feel uncomfortable. Any growth is uncomfortable in any form. Oh yeah. So I think my main intention is to just create a space, which Allie's done so beautifully in her, in like in her gym. Yes. Um, so that's amazing, but it's just to create a space where people feel safe mm -hmm. to be themselves, no matter what that looks like. So yeah. if you come in and you've had a rough day, okay, cool. Like what is, what is your body craving? And whether it's just a stretch whether we even just like go for a walk. Like we don't need to stay in the gym if you just want to walk. That's yeah. cool. Maybe it's something super hardcore. Like, are you, do you feel like I could push you today? Or like, what do you mean? It's just about like checking in. And I think I also want to teach people how to continue to do that when they're not working with me because they're not going to be with me for the rest of their lives. Right. So my intention is to teach people how to check in with their bodies, how to move mindfully, which is basically what all this is. It's before the session, get present, yeah. get present with yourself, ask yourself how you're feeling. How's your body feeling? How's your day been? Do you feel drained? But do you feel that you could push yourself? Like all of these questions and then decide how you're going to move. Love that. Yeah. So that's kind of, does that make sense? That's kind it of does. my approach. Um, it's just staying present and doing all things with love, yeah. basically. And all good things stem from that. That's amazing because although I think it's good to push yourself outside your comfort zone yeah. when you're working out and sometimes, you know, people hire a personal trainer to help them kind of get them into that mindset and motivate yes. them. But I know with myself personally, like I used to work out very vigorously and do a lot more high intensity training and like, I'm honestly an old lady now, so, like, <laughs> things, things just don't work the same way, like, my wrists are sore, <laughs> and I used to push through that, which led to injuries, Yes. and now I'm, like, at that stage in my life where it's, like, sometimes I go to the gym, I'm there for, like, literally 30 minutes, like, and I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm just not feeling this today, no. and I don't feel guilty about not getting yes. a full workout in, I'm just, like, peace out, like, get me out of here, like, it's just, today's not my day. Whereas other days, I'll go in thinking I'm just going to have a quick workout, and then also I'm like... It ends up being the best workout yeah, of your entire like, life. It's so yes. sweaty, and you're like, oh, I'm a badass. 
badass beast. Yeah. That's, like, my favorite thing to call myself. That's my favorite way to feel. Yeah. Like, a badass fucking beast. So it's, like, just listen to your body and what it needs. Sometimes it's just going for a walk. And that's also fine. Sometimes it's not doing anything. Also fine. Also fine. (laughs) It's so funny, like, how much we overthink, like, everything. But, like, when you really take the time to sit down and think about it, like, just do what you want. Right. Like, do what feels good. <laughs> That's really it. <laughs> and have fun. And, like, if you don't go to the gym one day, like, you're not also you're just okay. gonna, like, gain 100 pounds and, like, yeah. also lose all your muscle, like, okay. definition. No, it doesn't happen. No, that, that's not how that works. But I think <laughs> we're human, and I have to remind myself of that literally every single day. Yeah. It's like, if I take a day off, which I do all the time, not yeah. if, when I take a day off, sometimes I need to walk myself through that. Like, is the world going to end? Am I going to yeah. lose all of my strength and all of my muscle today? Yeah. Huh. Oh, no. Yeah. It's going to be actually all right. And tomorrow's workout is going to be even better because I'm not going to feel drained. Like. Yeah. I was, like, away from, like, Thursday night until yesterday. Right. I don't like working out at night, so I knew I wasn't no, going to yeah. um, last night. And I worked out this morning, and I felt great because yeah. I wasn't stiff. <laughs> Exactly. Like, from working out, and I had, like, yeah. the energy to actually and do it. it's mentally draining I to was, force yourself to do things that don't feel right. Yeah. I was like, wow, actually feeling great. Like, I clearly needed this break. Right? Like, my knees are feeling better. Yeah. <laughs> Back to my grandma self. Back <laughs> to the grandma's Yeah, I was like, wow, yeah. like, can do a little bit more today because I actually took a few days off. Yes, which I think is in turn way more motivating, too. Yeah. Yeah, like, I'd rather have fewer better sessions than a bunch of sessions that are, don't feel like that great, right and they feel forced, and yeah. I feel like I'm dragging myself around. Totally. Yeah. One thing I want to applaud you on is how raw you are uh. on Instagram. <laughs> 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 and nervous sweat. Yeah, I'm sweating. No, I've been sweating this entire time. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Maybe it's a little bit of coffee, too. Yeah, yeah. It's warming me up. Yeah, that's, sure. Plus, it takes me a while to stop sweating after my workouts, so I usually just sweat, like, all day, yeah, same. Yeah. It's fine. Just outfit change three times a day. Multiple. Yeah. <laughs> but um, if you can... Thank you. Yeah, if you can speak to that. I mean, obviously, we were kind of touching on this before we hopped on to the podcast. Mm-hmm. I, from my perspective, I think you're being very raw and, like, vulnerable and open. But, like, what's your perception on how you portray yourself on social media? Yeah, it's, like, when you said that before we started recording, it... Like, I, I know that I, I share, I share some things that people might consider personal, but I don't know, like, I don't, to me, most of the things that I share don't, it doesn't feel like I'm being that vulnerable, okay. because I feel like the way I think about it is just, this isn't unique to me. We're all just humans yeah. on the same earth, struggling with very similar things, and when you break it all down, we're all struggling with the same thing, and I'm like, it doesn't, it feels almost like, I'm just talking about, I don't know, maybe, like, more normal things, like, a coffee or food, like, you know, it doesn't feel, to me, it doesn't feel like I'm being, being vulnerable, um, so, yeah, I don't know, but thank you for that, because I, I, the intention is to just help us all feel less alone, yes, A, and destigmatize everything, yes, and just start conversations, and, like, when I think of, like, how I've used Instagram and what the people that I follow have meant to me. They've made me feel less alone. They've given me new perspectives, which is a huge thing. They've helped me heal. They, yeah. And that's, that's what I hope to do. That's the intention behind anything that I share. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't feel that vulnerable to me. I mean, there are some times where I'm like, this is too much, (laughs) but I feel like that's more coming from a place of me not wanting to make other people feel uncomfortable. But then that's nonsense because that's their problem in my opinion. Right. Right. Like if if something triggers someone else, I mean, like it's kind of a, it's kind of a them problem because maybe it's highlighting something that they have to work on. Right. Right. So yeah, the way I see it is this is all just, this is life and this is being human and anything that I share, whether it's more personal or less personal, it's kind of all just equal in yeah. my mind because it's all just part of being human. Yeah. So yeah. No, good for you because I find 
on social media, and I know you would probably agree with me that it's really hard to tell when people are being authentic yeah. or not. Uh, I find I like already knew you before I actually like met you. Oh, like, totally. <laughs> I was like, we're actually internet friends, and now yeah. we're actually meeting in real life, but I feel like I already know you, yeah. so that's like a good thing. Like, if you already but, feel like you know someone, yes. you meet them. Yeah, and hearing you say that, that makes me happy, because that means that I am being consistent in every area of my life. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I also want to bring up that you brought a crystal to this point. I did! <laughs> <laughs> it's sitting right in front of us. Can you um, tell me what it is? Actually, I can't. That's I literally, fine. I know nothing about crystals yes. or stones, right? Like, I don't know, I don't know if there's science behind it. I don't know. Like, I've done zero research. I love it. But all I know, you know, like, positive association, yeah. right? So I meditate with my crystal every day. So therefore, like, oh. feeling it and seeing it is now a trigger for, like, groundedness and just peace oh, and feeling okay. like myself because I see it every morning when I'm in that state. So for me now, it's a trigger, and it helps. It helps like it helps. It helps like a positive trigger. It helps me get grounded in that kind of like mindful state in a present state. So I don't know like if there's any science behind any of it, but I yeah. So I just have this one little green crystal. I don't have any any others, and the shape of it and the way I hold it in my hand to me it like right now like I'm holding it in my hand right now, and it feels like I could be on my yoga mat right now. Yeah. Meditating. I love that. Yeah, and I do that, like, so I have a specific, like, essential oil scent, too, that I'll diffuse. Okay. Not every day, because it's kind of a hassle to, like, fill up my diffuser yeah, yeah, yeah. every morning. <laughs> but I have a scent that now I have associated it with that meditative state. So if I'm ever having, like, a frazzly day or, like, I'm going to something that I'm nervous about, I'll, like, put it on, like, my wrists or something. Because then it, like, helps me yeah. get grounded. I'm, like, using, I'm setting up all these tools for myself to have yeah and actually this is the first time that I took the crystal out of my bag so thank you for making me feel comfortable enough to take my crystal out of my bag because usually I'll put it in my bag and then I just get nervous and like self-conscious about the fact that like I'm a person that carries around a crystal and I love seeing it no I literally yes. pulled it out and I was like love it yeah <laughs> I like I don't even own any but like yeah. I've had some like mentors introduce me into what they consider more of like the woo-woo stuff yeah <laughs> So, like, I just went off the deep end lately. Like, I've had some weird experiences, so, like, I'm not even faced. Love it. Like, put on a whole, like, bring on a giant crystal, like, that you had to roll in here. I would be like, okay, cool, yeah. yeah. Like, in my trunk, like, a whole thing, yeah. Actually, <laughs> yeah. we have to go to my crystal, because I can't carry it. Yeah, we <laughs> have to set this up around my huge crystal. We just, our air yeah. crystal cave. I feel like we'll get there someday. Yeah. Yeah. We'll start yeah. a collection. Absolutely. So you're talking about meditation as part of your practice. Yeah. Uh, what are some of those non-negotiables mm. in terms of uh, health and wellness or even just other things that you like to incorporate into your life? Yeah. Okay. Routine for me is a big thing. Okay. I feel like I have sometimes underestimated that. Uh, I get very frazzled if I don't have something to ground me, especially in the morning. So my morning routine is my non-negotiable. Okay. That like the entire routine. So starts with I need, I need <laughs> specific details. I need when you wake up, like okay. I need it all. Okay, well, like, we will get. <laughs> but like actually, okay. So I wake up at seven. Okay. I used to put so much pressure on myself to wake up earlier because that's what I. I don't know. I feel like that's associated with all things wellness. It's like I get up at four and take an ice bath and like Wim Hof style. You know what I mean? Which actually I do. Yeah, it's not an like, ice bath, but like I do take freezing showers. It's part of my routine. Okay. Okay, so I wake up at seven, I make my bed immediately. Love that. I feel like I can't start my day. Okay, good. You're like that too. <laughs> yeah, that's the very first thing I do. I stretch a little bit. Um have my freezing cold shower. So I turn the knob as cold as it can go. Okay. I worked my way up to that though. Okay. So I've been doing this for months and months and months and months. Okay. At first it I it was hard. Okay. And now I look forward to it because it wakes me up. It wakes my body up. It feels amazing. Um, oh yeah, before that, I do some push-ups. Oh my! God. So this sounds okay. This sounds like super strict, but I enjoy it, and no. that's why I do it. Exactly. It wakes up my body. 
I want to work on my push-ups. Push-ups are freaking hard. I don't know what it is. I was talking to someone else recently about push-ups and how it seems to be like the one thing that is so stubborn and that like no one ever improves that. I don't understand what that is. No. So I'm trying to work on my push-ups. And it's like, when I say do push-ups in the morning, it's like seven. Okay. Just enough to just get my heart rate up a little bit. Just like feel some movement. Then I hop in the cold shower and put my pajamas back on. Okay. Yeah. I go downstairs, make some coffee and I make a blended coffee. So I put like collagen, I put like a little bit of collagen powder in it, a little bit of cocoa powder for that flavor. And then any sort of like non-dairy milk. Yep. Just like, just cause I prefer it. So yep. whether it's like a, a various nut milk or uh, coconut milk. Oh, uh, <laughs> so I coconut milk for you today. Yeah, I, yeah, when you said I only have coconut milk, I was like, okay, this is the dream. <laughs> this is all I ever wanted. Yeah. So I blend that up and then I go back up to my room and I have in my bedroom, like a whole, like half of my room is just dedicated to like my mindfulness practice. So okay. I have my yoga mat. It always just stays rolled out. Um, I have a vision board. So I have it set up in a way that when I'm sitting, I'm facing my vision board. It's okay. like taped up on my wall um, next to a window. So I will like open my window to let some fresh air in. I have, you know, those like felt letter boards. Like this is a yeah, whole yeah, thing. Yeah. I have put so much thought into this. It's like. <laughs> it's a well-oiled machine. Yes, it's also very aesthetically pleasing, yeah. which I love, right? There's nothing wrong with that. We all like aesthetically pleasing. Oh, 100%. My yeah. desk is literally covered in plants. Oh yeah, when I walked in here, I freaking love it. It, there's yeah. no, there's, it's just plants. And I admire how well grown out they are. They, just, <laughs> they look so healthy. <laughs> yeah. I just had a one year anniversary for the fiddle leaf downstairs that my husband Aww. bought me when he proposed because oh it almost died 10 times. <laughs> hey, but it's still one it's love. Fine, yeah. It's your love that's keeping it alive. It's just thriving on love. Nothing else. Very dehydrated, but it has love. This <laughs> is so <laughs> true. <laughs> yes. Okay. So yeah, then I, I, sit on my mat and I just meditate. So basically when I say I meditate, I literally just sit there with my eyes closed. And I feel like that, that is what it is to me. And basically that is what mindfulness is. And I just, I like having that moment where I'm just still. Yes. And my mind goes quiet or sometimes it doesn't. Yep. Right. But I don't judge that. And I think that's part of the practice too, is letting everything flow. And I also journal. So I have my journal and like my pencil case nearby. So I usually will like close my eyes for a bit, let my mind go still. Then I open my eyes and I like, I will walk myself through my vision board because I have a lot of things on it. So I will take the time to like individually like focus in on each area of my vision board every morning while I sit my coffee. So my coffee's with me. Um, yeah. And I take it in and I just look at it and connect with how it makes me feel and I journal and it's amazing. It's my favorite time. And then I have an alarm set so that I don't literally, I would stay there all day if I didn't have an alarm to take me out of that state. <laughs> so my alarm goes off at eight thirty, then. And then I get up, put on my workout playlist to start hyping myself up as I get changed into my workout clothes. And then I hit the gym for an awesome sweat. Nice. And that is my whole morning. So I did that this morning. Like, so I, I ideally don't like to start my day unless I've done all of those things. And I like make, I, I now know that that is my non-negotiable. And then beyond that, I don't really have any non-negotiables because I mean, that's a pretty intense ritual. I feel like if I needed more than that, like that's intense, right? Whole day. <laughs> yes. Other non-negotiables would just be like drinking water. Right. You know, like the, the kind of like more common sense. I feel like, like what everyone that ever kind of applies to everyone. But yeah. yeah, so like my morning routine is like what I have found works for me. It has taken me years to craft that and to figure out what works for me. Yeah. And like I say on average, I will go one day where I don't do that. Yeah. But I also know not to go more than a day without okay. my routine or some form of that routine. Okay. So I'm not super strict with it because I think that's also important in allowing flow. Sometimes instead of sitting on my mat and journaling, I'll read. Yep. Um, but anything, just like having that time for myself. Cause I love time alone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think what's key is that you said that it took you a while to figure out what works for you yes. individually. Yes. Because again, goes back to like, the social media oh. thing. It's like, I applaud those people that do it all in the morning. Yeah. But also if you're not drawn to certain elements or 
waking up at 5 a.m. to do those things and yeah. that's also if you are amazing if you're not amazing it's also amazing yeah like, right like there's just, no good or bad there's no way to do this yeah no one knows what they're doing there's no one way to live like no. what <laughs> <laughs> find what works for you what makes you happy really it's as simple as that but it's hard. It's simple, but it's hard. Yeah. And it's going to take some trial and error too. Probably oh, like you might be like, okay, I want to yeah. try meditation. I want to try stretching or yoga. Or yeah. I want to try going to the gym or multiple things or drinking more water in the morning. So try those things, but like give it a few tries and then be like, you know what? I actually really don't like yeah. doing this. So yeah. I'm going to maybe take that out and incorporate this instead yeah. or modify it. And I think also taking the time to think about why you like and dislike doing certain things. Yes. Because I think nowadays we make a lot of decisions based on how it looks or is it trendy? Is it aesthetically pleasing? You know, all these things. Mm -hmm. But the way to create like a sustainable routine is to zone in on how it makes you feel. And that took, I feel like that's why it has taken me so long to figure out what works for me because it's hard to separate the noise of like, I'm doing this because I want to be seen and it's trendy and this is what I'm kind of being told to do by yes. everyone on social media versus I'm doing this because it actually makes me feel good. And I think it's important to go beyond, oh, it makes you feel good. Okay, well, what does good mean? Yeah. So, like, I take my freezing cold shower because, yes, it feels good, but when I say it feels good, it, like, makes my skin feel this, like, cool tingly feeling, which I like. I like feeling cold because it, like, gives me a jolt. I like practicing that mental toughness in the morning because, Obviously, there are days when I do not want to step into a freezing cold shower, no. but I like first thing in the morning, I can overcome one thing. Yeah, you're like, I did one thing today. Yeah. So when I say that that makes me feel good, it's for all of these various reasons. Like saying, oh, I feel good when I do it isn't enough. Mm-hmm. I feel like it won't be sustainable if you don't get clear on your intentions behind literally everything you do. And I feel like when I was listening to you talk about your morning routine, I could tell that it was very intentional mm-hmm. because... I mean, it's very trendy right now to have, like, a vision board and, like, talk about manifestation and all that, but you actually look at those things on your board. Like, you take the I time do. to actually, like, take time to recognize what's on there, whereas a lot of people probably, like, okay, well, this manifestation coach person told me that I need to make a vision board, so I'm going to make one. So I made one, so obviously these things are going to come true. <laughs> like Right, yeah, the people... <laughs> don't it's it's confusing right because we see things that are working for other people online and we're like okay I'm gonna do it and we do it but I feel like there's we're missing like the whole in between like we're, we're seeing online what to do but we're then we're not being told how it might make you feel or how, what, what is the next step after you make that vision yeah, board, tell right? me, like, what? I need details. Yeah, like, we're not, so with everything on social media, we're, like, we're being told the what, but we're not being told, like, the what, the, I mean, the why, the yeah. how, the, like, all the other details, which is, like, what matters. So people are trying to do all these things, and, like, me too, like, I do this all the time. I'll see something yeah. that works for someone online, and then I'll try it, and it, like, does, it feels weird, or, like, I don't, it doesn't feel, like, filling or whatever. Yeah. And I think it's because we're missing all of the other information. I need, like, a step-by-step. Exactly. I need an instruction manual to make a vision board. (laughs) Yeah, because, I mean, like, I think things need to become trendy in order for people to actually do them. I think that's kind of just the world that we live in. I think if something is trendy, the odds of people actually catching on and doing it are much higher. Yeah. So that's cool. Let's use that as a tool. Yes. So making, like, vision boards and mindfulness and all these things, like, eating well and fueling our bodies and all these things, making it trendy is... A, a really nice tool to use to get people to hop on board yeah. but once they hop on board people like you in like with food and everything and with mm. nutrition people like me with movement yeah. we need to be there on the train that they just hopped onto to help them with the next steps oh my gosh <laughs> yes it's so stressful <laughs> we're like come come to the dark side but we'll help yeah 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 and it's hard i'm sure you get it as well being in the fitness world and even mm. in the like you know, probably helping people understand that it's important to eat whole foods and this and that, but it is so hard when there's all these trends out there, and then, you know, if you don't follow that trend, then people are turned off, or they come Mm -hmm. to you being like, oh, I heard about this, what are your thoughts on XYZ diet, or 
Like, do you have a lot of people come to you about that? Oh, yes. Wow. Or people yeah. that come to me being like, can you make a plan? And I'm not, I don't want to like, I'm not saying this to be negative, but like keto, for example, because I'm not yeah. like saying it works for some people, not everyone. So I'm not trying to mean like put other people down who no, are keto, yeah. but I'm just saying I get people come to me and be like, can you make me a keto menu plan? And I'm like, I don't know anything about their health history, why they're doing keto, right. why they think this is a good idea. And I, I have to be like, well, no, yeah, maybe, but probably not. Yes. Yeah. And why? Yes. Yeah. Because so, that is the big, that's the biggest thing. Why? Yeah. And I think if, if like going with this example, a lot of people's answer would just be like, well, I see it online and it works for people. Yeah. Like, which is a great first step. Yes. And like, that's what I'm saying about like, that is what gets people to hop on board. Mm -hmm. But then we are there to help guide them with the next steps. Yes. Because keto is very trendy. Like all these diets are very trendy, but the underlying theme is just actual health. Yes. Like, let's start getting you eating, like, vegetables and yeah. stuff first. And, like, maybe moving your body a little bit. Yeah. Like, let's not go hardcore. I think most people, we just, like, we just need to eat all of the, like, all of the foods. Right? Like, do you agree with that? Is that, like, well, of course there are the exceptions. But I think, genuinely, we don't need a specific diet because that's restriction. Yes. And that's not sustainable. Yeah, I literally think I just posted about this, like, literally two days ago. Or oh, eight really? Days ago. <laughs> Maybe even last night. Like, I literally, this is how recent this is. Just that, yeah. you know, of course there's times when, like, you might have to follow a certain protocol because you have, like, a serious health condition. Of course. Or maybe you're temporary. training super hard and you need to increase certain this or that or whatever. Yeah, of course. There's always exceptions. Yeah, like, it's, and it's typically temporary. It's just, like, okay, like, maybe you have to, like, yeah. you have some digestive issue. We just need to get you on track for, like, a month. Yeah. But... Other than those exceptions, it's like eat well balanced food, eat fruits, eat vegetables, yeah. eat animal protein if you're not vegan or vegetarian, and also incorporate some plant based sources of protein. Also, eat some greens um, and cookies. And yeah, and then, <laughs> and then if you feel like you want to have that cookie, have the cookie. If you're going with friends and they're ordering pizza and you feel like you want the pizza, eat the pizza. Eat the pizza. It's not going to derail you. Yeah. Unless, like, okay, if you're, like, lactose intolerant, you're, like... <laughs> Maybe stay away from the pizza. <laughs> I mean, but, like, guilty as charged, I would still be, like... Mm, I still... Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, dairy, especially gluten, my yeah. system does not enjoy. You know what, though? I pretty like the dairy and gluten-packed pizza. Yes. Like, what? So sometimes it's worth it. So I ask myself, is this worth me feeling not too hot tomorrow? Yes. And if it's a yes, then you know what? I'm gonna freaking chow down. Because I don't want to feel restricted in any way. And maybe that's also because of my history and my journey. Yes. That if I feel any form of restriction, I know that it can be very, very triggering. So I'm extra cautious to not put any restriction. Yeah. And I, But I think that's important for everyone. And, like, just listen to your body. So yeah. if you, let's, we'll use the pizza example. So if you're out with your friends and you just, like, are like, wow, I really want a slice of pizza, then if you're, like, comfortable with making that decision, yeah. then eat it and yeah. just I always say just recognize it for what it is it's a yummy slice of pizza yeah. and it's filled with glue and it's energy yeah exactly. and, and it's also I some a, a perspective that I took on a while ago that has really helped me is I start seeing food as like a memory so if I eat a piece of cake well th that cake represents the birthday where I was celebrating my friend who I love. Yeah. And that is what that cake means to me. Yeah. And if, if I gain a bit of weight over the holidays, well, this weight literally is a physical representation of all of the love and the celebrations that I just had. And how amazing is that? You know what I mean? So seeing, yeah, seeing food as the experience yeah. and not as whatever calories or whatever we see it as it's yes. a memory it's an experience that comes and goes just like it. yeah yeah I think food and I'm someone that just really enjoys food I love <laughs> food so much so like I feel like I'm getting hungry talking about food <laughs> me too I was like wow I really should have had snacks for this uh interview. honestly yeah like no, I'm kidding. <laughs> next time you gave me coffee and seriously seriously that's all that matters no. I love coffee so much but like I also love food so like I'm even like I should have had snacks for myself because it's like talking about it. I'm just yeah. like, well, I'm getting a little yeah. peckish, yeah. but um, <laughs> I love the experience of food. Yeah. Like this past weekend, it's like, 
we, one of my girlfriend's boyfriends mm-hmm. is a chef and he made us homemade tacos. Oh my Lord. And they were amazing. They must've been so good. They, I can't even describe to you. That's all we talked about on our way. <laughs> Six hour drive, like every hour on the hour. So those tacos, I look pretty good. <laughs> It's like crazy how that was yeah. such like a distinct memory from my whole weekend, and yeah, I knew they probably were gonna make me feel super great, yeah. but I didn't care because I was like, I'm having but a emotionally damn tacos. great, emotionally great, emotionally right? great. Now I have this fond memory of yeah. these tacos, which I'm already like, how can I re- recreate these? Oh, I will be messaging. Can you back. have me over? Yeah, have me over when you make them. Please. And we'll be coming back to Ottawa for a set tacos. <laughs> <laughs> They're not there. I'll be pissed. Oh <laughs> but yeah, I think. That we have different types of hunger, like our yeah. our body, it's like physical, actual hunger. Yeah. But there's also like hunger of the soul. Like sometimes I'll eat, and I my body isn't telling me that it's hungry, but my soul is like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I feel that I want this comfort right now. Like I think that's not a bad thing. No. Yeah. It's just being in tune with your body and your emotions. Yes. And like just again, what knowing... you're craving and why you're craving it. Yeah. I think it all literally everything comes back to the intention. Yes. And tension is everything because it sets the foundation. Agreed. For everything. Wow. I like I feel like this topic comes up a lot when I talk to people. I think we could just go on forever. Yeah. Just about like relationship with food. Oh my gosh. Because everyone, honestly, honestly, in today's society, I think literally almost everyone struggles with it in some way, whether they realize it or not. Yes. I think there are a lot of people who think they have a super, super healthy relationship with food, but they're walking around and just listening to like their language about food, mm-hmm. right? And people are, are so unaware of how they speak about food and how they speak about themselves yes. before and after they eat. Yeah. All of those things. And I, so I think really, I feel comfortable in saying that almost everyone has a slightly unhealthy relationship with food. Yeah. Which is normal and it's fine. Just because no one knows what the heck they're doing. We're just human. There's so much pressure to be perfect. What even is perfect and healthy? Like what health looks different for everyone? Like what? Oh my gosh. Right? That's my main thing. Defining for yourself. Yes. I think that's like actually like what I put on my website, which is so funny. Really? Uh, Yeah. Like I, one of my key things is that wellness means something different for everyone. Yes. So you have to define that. Yeah. Like what does wellness mean to you is what I always want to emphasize. And it's so fun to define it for yourself. I literally sat down with my journal on my yoga mat and I actually wrote down, I wrote my own definition of health. And now that I have that, like everything is so much more clear because now I make every single choice, every every choice that I make, whether it's food, fitness, skincare, sleep, anything stems from my definition. Yes. And that is my why. And that is my foundation. And I think that's so important. That's what I do with my training as well with clients is I want them to figure out what movement means to them and have the opportunity to develop their own relationship with movement without all the noise. That's... That's (laughs) Um, I kind of want to pivot a little bit because I know that you're also an entrepreneur like myself very new one yeah very new one oh fresh I mean like I'm a baby entrepreneur no but we're all like even though I've been in it for a couple of years I probably still have the exact same questions and (laughs) (laughs) you never really figure out I think it's just a great thing what yeah you're like like that's the question what what am I doing no one knows and I'll ask (laughs) other people and they're like oh I also don't know that and you're like okay like cool I kind of wish you knew so I had the answer but I also feel better that you didn't know the answer to that question. Yeah. It's like, I feel less alone, but also I kind of wish you did have the answer. Yeah. I also, someone does. Can you you also connect me with someone who can answer my accounting question? (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you balance? Because I feel like you wear like multiple hats. Yeah. You have a lot going on. So like, how do you, all the hats. So how do you balance the different things in your life and, you know, still like incorporating dance while like running yeah. a business and practicing those self-care rituals and yeah. like all of it because it's hard at least from my it's, perspective it can you can really get sucked into like the business thing and be like 
Yeah. And like then that imposter syndrome starts to creep in and you're like very real. And then you're like at your desk doing work and you're like, when's the last time I moved? Yeah. (laughs) I need water. For me, that's actually funny because I have the opposite problem. Maybe this it's, okay. good. it's good that I'm in the fitness industry and yeah. like the movement world because yes. I have trouble staying still. So for me, it's like, wait, can't I last longer than 30 minutes without getting up? <laughs> so, but yeah, balancing everything right now in my life, I find that it actually is not that big of a challenge. Mm-hmm. And I feel so grateful that it's not a huge challenge. And I think it's because everything that I'm doing, I love to do. And I also have worked really hard to embody the mindset that I get to do it, not I have to. And I think no matter what you're doing, if you approach it with the I have to mentality, even if it's something you love, it's going to slightly like hinder your like ability to enjoy it and your presence in it because you're always going to be slightly like resisting it because you have that I have to mentality. I have to be here. Um, So I try to do everything with the I get to mentality. Like, I get to go teach a dance class. I get to, which is not, it's not hard to have that mentality when I'm literally doing everything that I freaking right. love. Right. Right? Like, I get to go train fucking awesome clients. Yeah. And I get to go talk to humans. And I get, I get to sit at my laptop for the next three hours and take this online marketing course. I get to, right? So it's, it's, I mean, it's not that hard now because I've worked to fill my life with things that I love and only things that fulfill me yeah. or, like, help me grow as a human. Um, yeah, I think the main thing is being organized. If we're speaking practically, I have a planner. I'm a very, (laughs) I get teased by everyone that I know for my organizational obsession, I'm going to call it. No, it's an addiction. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I don't know if you've noticed, but like, um, this is like the least organized I've probably been in my life, but I learned have a vacuum beside us. Like I love Do you really? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, you do. So like I, I love that. Yeah, so like this okay, so you my get, soul. You get it. Yeah. So I have a color-coded planner. Okay. And I think it helps that I enjoy it because I love to sit down and plan out my week and it just makes it easy. So organization and being on top of shit comes yes. very naturally to me. So I, I never have really struggled with it, but I think where I start to struggle is when it's things that don't fulfill me or things that I'm not passionate about, um, then I have trouble making time for it because, just because I don't want to. Yeah. Right? I yeah. like that. Um, I'm going to try to do this from now on because I really enjoy doing things like this, like speaking to people, yeah. speaking with clients, even like creating content. Like I actually enjoy writing blog posts. And I that love it because it's creative. Yeah I, yeah. I feel like I've always suppressed the creative side of me because I always, I grew up on like a farm and like it was oh, like, cool. but it was very like, you know, everyone in my family had that very yeah. clear career path. Yeah. And I tried to almost squish myself into that where I realize now, like honestly within the last few months that I actually was a lot more creative than I led on yeah. to be. I think everyone is too. And they just yeah. Don't but like that have to versus like I get to, I think I need to incorporate that more into the things that maybe I don't love about running a business, mm-hmm. but are part of it and yeah. allow me to have the business. So like yeah. when I was complaining before this about having to do some tech related things that I'm not comfortable oh. with <laughs> or like the doing yeah. like printing off like receipts and stuff. Yeah. Cause I was away all weekend and I'm a little behind on admin related things. Yeah. Although, okay. I don't really enjoy those things. Yeah all that much but you know I need to think about them more positively because these things allow me to do what I love exactly instead of being like well it's me I have to learn how to use a microphone (laughs) and aren't aren't we fucking so lucky to have the freedom to run our own business and to choose right like that is something that I think we take so for granted so easily just the freedom of choice yes, and the support of our community to do the things that we want to do. So yeah, if there are a little, some tasks within our business that aren't super, super exciting, yeah. like, okay, cool. I get to fucking run my own business and live the life that I want to live. So cool. No, I right? Like, but it's so easy to not stay in that mentality. <laughs> so, like yeah. we're saying this as if it's no big deal, but it's actually hard. Yeah. 
And it takes practice until it becomes a habit. So even like when I'm speaking to like my mom or whatever, like telling her about my day, like to come and what I'm, what I'm doing and my plans and stuff. If I say, if I catch myself saying I have to, I will actually correct myself and I'll go, no, I get to. Yeah. And then I'll continue my sentence. So even because when we say things out loud, they manifest, right? And that's our thoughts are what we speak yes. and vice versa. So I, I try to catch like my vocabulary too and, sh- and change it. I like that. I'm not very aware of my vocabulary. It's something I've been like trying to do a little bit more lately, yeah. but I didn't realize how negative I said without like being like, I wasn't trying to sound negative. I wasn't right. like, but just like, yeah, some of the, like verbiage I was like using, I was like, oh, well, you know, it can definitely improve on yeah. that. Um, so that's one of the things yeah. I'm going to watch for. Like how often yeah. do I say I have to do right? X, Y, Z? I think that's like a subtle, it's a subtle way of complaining too. Like, yeah. Or it's like, I'm so busy. And then you're also, like, you're, you're telling yourself that it's like not a priority and like you're sending those, those messages to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Look at us. Look We're at good. us. <laughs> Every, everything. Today. Um, before we end today, is there anything exciting that you have going on or any like programs that you'd like to share that you have running that people can you know, look for, I'll link to all of your, like, socials and cool, stuff cool, like cool. that so they can find you, but yeah, if you want to share anything about what you have going on. Right now, my main focus is my one-on-one training. Okay. It's, and that is also my passion, is working one-on-one with people and getting them into this beautiful, safe space where they can just be themselves and sweat in whatever they, they'd like to, in whatever way they like to, and feel like a fucking badass beast who can literally do anything and just feel the love that's what i have going on come train with me come work out with me (laughs) that's all guys you know just transforming your life (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well thank you so much for being on this podcast it was such a pleasure i feel like we could just talk for so much longer, so I Forever. feel like we're going to have to do this again. Part two. Part two. Coming to you soon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thank you so much for having me. Of course. Honestly, it's amazing. thank you so much for tuning into today's episode if you could take the time to leave a positive review that would be greatly appreciated but before you sign off i want to ask if you'd ever want to make serious changes to your health and wellness but felt overwhelmed or confused let's stop this overwhelm and make healthy eating cooking and living easier and more fun head over to simplymakenutrition.com and go to the freebies page to get started on your wellness journey. Again, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope this episode provided value and that you are inspired to live a healthier, happier, and more balanced life.